Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, welcome back. This is a special recording for Q&A. We had some additional questions we didn't have an opportunity to get to yesterday, and so wanted to take an opportunity to answer some of those today. Um, So on Sunday, went through Nehemiah 13, beginning to walk with God again, so referring to people who had walked away from the Lord, who in relationship, but not walking with the Lord. So we um, had quite a few questions about that. And then on top of that, one area specifically we didn't have an opportunity to get to um, were questions relating to non-believers. So, you know, one of the things we um, talked about are you taught on Sunday when you're trying to help others begin to walk with God, doing so with humility and gentleness. Um, but this question was, do we approach those who have strayed the same way we would approach those who are not Christians? And how do we differ in our approach? Hmm. Well, the text specifically addresses people who actually had what we described as were in relationship with the Lord, but mm-hmm. weren't walking with the Lord. So if you're dealing with an unbeliever, no, I don't think you approach it the, the same way. Obviously, humility and gentleness still important. And I think the... So how, how do we approach a person who is not a believer regarding walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. not a believer who once was, but is not, and now how do you get them back, if you will? How right. do you approach a person who is not walking? What would be different? Um, <clears throat> the same would be that you, well, the language for the believer, humility and gentleness, Galatians 6, the language for the unbeliever, uh, Colossians 4, full of grace, seasoned with salt. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, again, it's not that we wouldn't be ungracious to a believer, but the idea of being full of grace seasoned with salt, I think, with the unbeliever is this understanding that you don't put expectations upon an unbeliever to live as if they are a believer. If we understand the gospel, uh, the gospel is not a behavior modification. The gospel is an inward transformation because when I'm changed by Jesus on the inside, that begins to change how I live, but it's an inward to outward change. That's the power of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So if I'm dealing with an unbeliever and I'm I'm addressing outward behavior issues and not addressing the heart, then all we're going to do is create folks who may look more religious, be better citizens, be nicer people, but not necessarily change inwardly a change of the heart and therefore a changed relationship with God. So I guess a big difference is where we put good works in our understanding of the gospel. Most people think that we do good in order to offset our bad and hopefully do enough good to gain relationship with the God. Yes, yeah, this divine scales that we're going to be weighed. And if we didn't do anything really bad and we tried to do some things that were good, Mm -hmm. that then we'd be all right and we'd have relationship with God. 
But that's not true. Uh, core to our understanding of the gospel is, uh, for by grace we have been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, specifically not by works, lest any man should boast. So when we are bringing uh, to unbelievers this idea of walking with God, we want to make sure that we're emphasizing the, the faith that believes in Jesus, the faith that admits my own sin, the faith that is involved in the humility of receiving a free gift. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to make sure is clear in the gospel within unbelievers so they might walk with God. Now, a person, once they have trusted in Jesus and not their good works, now... Then next verse in Ephesians 2 is that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So there is legitimate reason to now speaking to a believer, uh, look at what's the evidence of your life. Mm -hmm. Because the evidence of an inward change will be an outward change. Because we have been made new creatures, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So good works are a result of my salvation, not how I gain my salvation. All that, uh, don't get lost, <laughs> all that is the simply to say when you're dealing with a person who an unbeliever don't address their works because hmm. it would simply reinforce, oh, I need to be a better person. No, it's faith is I admit my sin. I believe that Jesus taken the penalty for my sin and that the only way I can be saved is receive a gift that God is giving. So if I didn't earn it, I can't lose it. If I'm addressing a believer, then a believer is a new person in Christ, and the new person in Christ, the old is to be passing away, the new is to be coming. And so I am going to look at their lives and go, this doesn't add up. So it would be dramatically different in how you might approach a believer and an unbeliever with the common ground. We're always want to be gracious because we've received grace. We want to be gentle, strength under control, because the, <laughs> the flesh cannot accomplish the work of the Spirit, mm -hmm. and only the Spirit can change a person's heart. And so we can be in the flesh and think we need to be aggressive and forceful like Nehemiah was, but I don't think that that's the key. Well, it's not the biblical path mm -hmm. to bringing about change in a person's life. So being gentle with all, being gracious to all, emphasizing faith in Jesus for salvation, and then emphasizing living out that faith because of our salvation to the to the believer. And when talking about not, um, sorry, so not addressing the works of an unbeliever, yeah. um, what would be an example of that? Like, I, I don't expect, when I hear an unbeliever use foul language, I don't expect them, and I don't put pressure, or when they're engaged in sexual immorality. I'm not saying sexual morality is right. I'm simply saying I don't have any expectation of them to live according to what God declares to mm -hmm. be 
righteous because they aren't righteous. They've not been yet made righteous by faith in Christ. So I would not bring outward behavioral uh, expectation upon the unbeliever, because if I do, then I'm communicating that the way we become a follower of Jesus is by cleaning up our lives. And we don't clean up our lives. We admit we can't, and we ask Jesus to do what we can't do for ourselves. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And then it's kind of that open door for the gospel opportunity to get to the hard issue, to ask those hard questions. Right. Could I, I could imagine the, uh, a follow-up question there being, well, how do I know if I'm dealing with an unbeliever or a believer? Because there, you know, I've had those situations where coworker, whomever, they speak in one way as though they may have this faith. Right. You see some actions, but then you don't, obviously, it's between the individual sure. and the Lord. Right. So when you don't, you're not sure, like... <laughs> Yeah, because if you're asking start? me, how do you know that? That's a whole different podcast. That's yeah, you a, don't a, know. If someone... <laughs> I mean, from one level, Jesus said, you do know. You know a tree by its fruit. True. Yes. Right. <clears throat> but there's some unpacking of that that would take some discernment and some patience and lots of grace mm -hmm. along the way that I wouldn't be too quick to either make an assumption that a person isn't a believer or mm -hmm. is a believer just based on the words. And again, where say. that humility and gentleness comes in, in those loving conversations to point back to Christ. To point it back to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not our behavior. Right. For yeah. the unbeliever. Yes. But then as a believer, you have scripture to line your life up against. And so I think we were talking about this yesterday. Like when you're not a believer, it's not the same measurement, if you will, mm -hmm. um, that you don't have scripture or as a believer. We know what we're called to do based off of scripture. Yeah. So according to the question, it's pretty significantly different mm -hmm. in terms of how we would approach uh, someone, whether they are an unbeliever or a believer. When it, when it comes to approaching an unbeliever, I think it's helpful to recognize this. Uh, the scripture defines Jesus as a stumbling block. Uh, and so for every unbeliever, Jesus is a stumbling block in either this way, uh, either number one, um, I've done so much bad, so much wrong, I could never be forgiven for mm -hmm. what I've done. Mm. But on another hand, a stumbling block for the unbeliever is, I'm not that bad. I'm not perfect, but I'm not that bad. And the gospel is declaring me a sinner deserving of God's wrath. I don't deserve God's wrath. People like Hitler deserve God's wrath. Awful people deserve God's that wrath. That weight but of measure. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, when I am attempting to engage someone with the gospel, and I hope this will help you, when I want to engage somebody with the gospel who, from best of my understanding, is an unbeliever, I'm seeking to understand, am I dealing with the person who thinks my sin could never be forgiven, it's that bad? Or am I dealing with a person who is going, I don't think my sin is that bad, I don't really need a savior? So that might help you as you engage. Ask yourself that question to somebody you're seeking to share the gospel with. In which way is the gospel a stumbling block to them? I can't be saved or I don't need to be saved. Well, that's a good other. question. A good question to ask. Well, anything else you would add um, with this question specifically since we didn't have time to get mm -hmm. to it um, yesterday, but before we wrap up today? 
I think uh, I've said it. Let me just, I have to remind myself I'm a recipient of grace. Be as gracious to other people in their own journey as God has been gracious to me in my journey because I've been an idiot too many times along the way and God has been patient. God has been gracious to me. Uh, let's not be recipients of something so good and then not be willing to give it to others. Absolutely. That's a great reminder. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting down to answer some additional questions and we appreciate you listening in today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.